Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's episode, Mindfulness 101, is brought to you by several trainings and research that I have compiled so that it will hopefully break it down easily for you to understand and apply to your life. There are tools throughout this podcast that are mindfulness tools. And today I will back up a notch and give you details on what mindfulness is, why and how it works, and hopefully teach you how to engage in your life with mindfulness. When you hear the word mindfulness, you may think of a monk meditating in Tibet on a mountaintop surrounded by clouds or maybe a guru type of character sitting cross-legged and moaning om and then you then you try to picture yourself doing it and you might feel lost like you don't have those abilities but guess what you do you can do this all day long every day 365 you can do this mindfulness is not an exotic or mystical experience that's only available to monks and gurus. Any human being can do this. I remember as as I've learned about mindfulness and I've done the trainings, I was pretty surprised looking back on my childhood to realize that I was mindful, very mindful as a child. and I thought I'd share that with you if you, some of you may be able to relate to this. As children, especially if uh, you're the youngest child, you know, the lost child in the archetypes, um, you, you kind of tend to stay under the radar. Um, the parents have, are exhausted from dealing with the other siblings and you stay under the radar and you keep to yourself and you become more creative. And, and that was me, basically. And, and I noticed that looking back, I would kind of sit off like a cat in the corner, just observing the adults, observing the other kids, just watching what they were doing. No real judgment, just kind of a curiosity. I always kind of wondered what made people tick and, and why they did the things that they did. And I... I noticed a few times looking back there were there were experiences where somebody had done something mean or said something mean to me or ripped a piece of candy out of my hand and ate it and laughed in my face and I didn't react I just watched them do it and I thought oh that person just ripped candy out of my hand and ate it that didn't feel very good and I would just sit there and I I knew that getting angry wouldn't solve anything and crying wouldn't fix it. So it was almost like I did this radical acceptance thing as a kid. And I remember as I got older in my adolescent years, other kids saying, aren't you mad? You should be mad. I would be so mad if I were you. And it made me feel like maybe something was wrong with me. Isn't it funny, the the hang-ups we develop as children? Anyway, looking back on that now, I realized I was a very mindful child. I, I lived my life in a very mindful state. Now, that all changed when I got older. 
when I started to rule with my emotions and become more judgmental, things definitely changed. But living my life as a child, uh, being mindful and being mindful periodically throughout other areas of my life, um, I'm healthy, I look younger than my age, and 98% of the time I wake up in a good mood no matter what life has thrown at me. And I've often, throughout the years, I've had people ask me, what's your secret, you're always so happy. Um, and I always told them, I don't know, I guess I was just born this way. But now I know it's because I'm, I was able to be mindful. So what exactly is mindfulness? Well, you observe your thoughts, you observe others, you observe your experiences with no judgment. That's pretty much it. That's what it is. Um, this method is proven empirically through empiric studies. Some health insurances will give patients CDs to practice mindfulness prior to surgery because it has been proven that recovery time is greatly reduced when patients are utilizing mindfulness. It's shown to end anger issues when people practice it. It's shown to reduce or diminish anxiety symptoms when people practice it. And it dramatically decreases depression symptoms. Mindfulness improves communication, reduces stress, and overall improves the human experience of life. Your body can heal itself if you live mindfully. Now, how cool is that? And the coolest, the coolest aspect of this whole thing is that anybody can live mindfully. I did it as a kid, and I didn't even know I was doing it. Um, you can do it. Anybody can do it. So, um, let me let me do a little experiment with you right now to find out how mindful or mindless you are. Okay. So just listen to the sound of my voice, listen to the words that I use, listen to when my voice gets louder, when my voice gets softer, what kind of inflections do you notice, do you hear a background noise? Okay, so you were just listening to me, and I want you to think about what went through your mind. So you listened to me. Did you have an opinion about me? Did you listen to the tone of my voice? Did you think it was snooty or comforting? Did you get upset and judge yourself for judging me while I spoke? What kind of emotions came up just listening to me? Did you feel anger, sadness, pity, joy? Did you start thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner tonight, or did you think about the kids, or did you think about somebody you hated in high school? <laughs> so here's the thing. While I was talking, if you were listening to me talk, and you were noticing the tone of my voice, and you were noticing when I got louder, and when I got softer, you were being mindful. If, when you were listening to me talk, you, your thoughts began to stray to what you're going to have for dinner, 
what the kids are doing right now while you're trying to listen to this. Uh, why is the dog staring at you? If you if you got distracted and your your thoughts drifted, you were being mindless. However, if all of those thoughts came into your mind, what will I cook for dinner tonight? Oh, the kids, and you you observe the thoughts, but continue to listen to me, and you let the thoughts just kind of float away. Then you are being mindful. So it's important to understand that assigning emotion to what we observe can assign judgment. It's good or it's bad, or it could be somewhere in between sometimes. Expectations also lead us to suffering. With emotion and expectation, we are assigning worth, value, joy, anger, disappointment, frustration, or we're minimizing something. And that's all encompassed by a need to control and a need to feed your ego. So let's switch gears for a minute. Think of the word mindlessness when you're on autopilot or you're doing something out of habit. You're acting mindlessly. So when you drive to work, you drive the same route every day. You're kind of on autopilot. You're not paying attention to detail. You're just you're driving to work, drinking your coffee, listening to whatever you listen to on the radio, and getting from point A to point B and not really paying attention. Um, when you do the dishes, you're taking care of chores, doing the dishes or the laundry or vacuuming the floor you're doing it mindlessly it's it's kind of like something you have to do and and during that time your thoughts are racing like a swarm of bees in your brain buzzing all around and you're holding on to some of them you notice others in the background that you're still holding on to because you're going to get to that next you're thinking about what will I cook for dinner tonight why was my boss such a jerk on Thursday oh my god the mortgage is coming up I have to pay that Oh, you're thinking all these thoughts while you're vacuuming and doing the dishes and you're not mindfully engaging. So you're being mindless. Even responses to other people, you know, the same response every time to a perceived injustice, you know, like anger. Maybe you respond the same way to, to the same situations over and over. And you're finding that it's not effective. It's not helping you. Um, so let's think about alternate action. I know I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. But today's a little different because I want you to use a mindful alternate action. For example, doing the dishes. The next time you do the dishes, do them by hand in the sink. Get some dish soap. Put it in the water. Notice the color of the dish soap. Run it over your fingers while you're pouring it into the running water. Feel the texture. Smell it. Run your fingers under the water. Feel the warmth of the water. And watch as the bubbles begin to form in the water. See the iridescence of colors on the bubbles in the water. Submerge your dirty dishes into the water. Notice how dirty they are and the texture of whatever is on them. 
and then feel the experience of using the sponge to clean the dish and make it smooth and clean and shiny. And when you pull it out of the water before you rinse it, look at it. Stop for just a second. Slow down. Look at it. Look at how the detail of of the dish is. Maybe it has flowers or maybe it has a certain color. Look at the shape of it. Flip it over. See if there's a uh, number on the back or the name, the brand name of the makers on the back. Just really engage wholly and completely in doing the dishes. Brushing your teeth is another example. If you're right-handed, it's it's pretty pretty uh, predictable that every day you brush your teeth with your right hand, and maybe you go three times over each area, or or you go once over each area, or you floss before you brush, or you floss after you brush. It's it's pretty predictable. You're doing the majority of this with your right hand and your toothbrush is always in your right hand and you go to the left side of your mouth and then you go to the right side of your mouth so try this try brushing your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed and if you're left-handed try brushing your teeth with your right hand this becomes a mindful experience because you have to focus it's not autopilot you have to focus you won't be mindless and it will actually open new neural pathways in your brain. That is also scientifically proven. Um, Drive home a different route than you normally would drive. You can use GPS or you can wing it and possibly get lost and have to find your way back by use of only your, your directional senses. This makes you mindful. Um, Choose to respond differently. A lot of us have a certain word or phrase that will make us go from zero to 60 and angry immediately. Put a stop to that. Respond differently. A lot of women are very sensitive to the word cunt. C-U-N-T. It's an ugly word. Yeah, it is. But... Seriously, you're going to choose to mindlessly respond to a hideous word that really doesn't apply to you, that came out of a foul mouth of somebody who's hateful, and you're going to let that control you? Don't be mindless, be mindful. Tell yourself, that person just called me a name. That person just said a phrase that I hate. Oh, well. It is what it is. And just smile to yourself knowing that you're in control of yourself. You can make the choice. You don't have to mindlessly respond and be like a puppet, a blind puppet who just does whatever the code word implies you should do. You're not a Manchurian candidate. You are a mindful, wonderful person and you're in control. And you have the choice. I know change is hard, but is it really? Is it really? You can do anything you set your mind to. Like brushing your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed. That will not be so difficult that you're going to die, right? 
it might be difficult at first. I know the first time I tried it, I had toothpaste all over my face and I was laughing. Um, but I continued trying it day after day and um, got good at it. And then I began to write with both hands. Like somebody who's naturally ambidextrous, I um, taught myself to be that way by writing with my left hand and then writing with my right hand and so on. So a lot of things I noticed that I only did with my right hand, I started to only use my left hand and train myself to use both hands. That also opens new neural pathways and expands your mind and it's a mindful activity. Mindfulness is something that anyone can do. I cannot stress this enough. I have heard a lot of people say, oh, I can't do that, or that sounds crazy, or I don't know, I forgot to do it. Um, no excuses. Seriously, you can choose to do things mindfully, or you can choose not to. It's up to you. It is Mindfulness is basically you're paying attention to yourself and your activity with purposeful focus on detail while maintaining a non-judgmental frame of mind. Radical acceptance. It is what it is. Total acceptance without deciding good or bad, wrong or right, dark or light. Moment by moment awareness, observing the moment as it unfolds. No comparing, no assessing, just being mentally alert with openness and with curiosity. Perceiving more clearly the details that normally escape you when you are mindless. So let's do another quick experiment just to test your mindfulness again. Now that I've given you some more information. So just kick back and listen to the sound of my voice. Ignore the distracting ocean waves in the background, okay? Just listen to the sound of my voice and the words that I say. Here's a quote by Abraham Hicks. Most people do not realize that as they continue to find things to complain about, they disallow their own physical well-being. Many do not realize that before they were complaining about an aching body or a chronic disease, they were complaining about many other things first. It does not matter if the object of your complaint is about someone you are angry with, behavior in others that you believe is wrong, or something wrong with your own physical body. Complaining is complaining, and it disallows improvement. Okay, so while you were listening to me read that quote, what did you think about? Did you have thoughts that passed, like clouds that you acknowledged but you still focused? If so, you were mindful. Did you think Abraham Hicks is a douchebag? <laughs> then you were being mindless and judgmental. Did you agree or disagree with the quote? That's judging. Did you agree or disagree and catch yourself and say, I'm judging, uh-oh, let me just listen. In that case, you were being mindful. So, how did you do? Did you observe your thoughts like clouds passing by but continue to focus? 
or did you allow yourself to drift into other thoughts and not fully hear the quote? So mindful, mindfulness is not about avoiding thoughts. It's about letting them float by like clouds while you stay focused and in the moment. Here's some exercises I would love for you to try today. Do the dishes mindfully. Mow the lawn mindfully. Take time with your family mindfully. So if you're going to spend time with your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your children, grandma, whoever it is, make sure your phone is on silent and put away out of sight. Make sure your body is facing the other person and you're making good eye contact. Make sure that you are mindful and in the moment and don't become distracted by thoughts. Just enjoy the other person that you decide to spend time with. Drive a different route to work and back. Brush your teeth with the opposite hand. And here's another one. If you have a pen and a piece of paper, um, I would like you to try this right now. This is also a technique. This has been empirically proven as well. And it opens neural pathways and it helps people to prepare for a big exam. It helps people to prepare with um, speaking in public in front of a lot of people. It can help you prepare yourself if you have to confront somebody or um, reinforce a boundary with somebody. It can help you to relax if you're stressed out and you're trying to be on vacation. This is just a super helpful exercise. So with a blank piece of paper, if you don't have a blank piece of paper, just use a notepad. It's okay. But take one piece of paper, put it in front of you. Take a pin and put it in the center of the piece of paper. Hold the pin to the paper. Do not take your eyes off the pin and begin to draw a small spiral pin to the paper eyes on the pin do not look away I want you to expand the spiral slowly pin to paper eyes to pin continue to draw your spiral continue drawing your spiral until you get to the edges of the paper Keep your eyes on the pen and your pen on the paper. Eyes on the pen and pen on the paper. Continue to draw your spiral until you get to the edges of the paper. Once you've gotten there, flip your paper over and put your pen in the center of the paper again. And now you're going to draw a square spiral that begins in the center of the paper and will extend all the way to the edges. So begin drawing your square spiral with your eyes on the pen and the pen on the paper. Draw a small square and begin to spiral it. Keep your eyes on the pen and the pen on the paper. 
nothing else concerns you right now. Just keep your eyes on the pen and the pen on the paper. You may go as slow or as fast as you would like, but please keep your eyes on the pen and the pen on the paper. Once you have reached the edges of the paper, you can lift up your pen and lay it down. I highly recommend you practice this every day, at least once a day. You tune everything else out and you, instead of my voice, use your own in your head and say, eyes on the pen and pen on the paper. Eyes on the pen and pen on the paper. Continue drawing until you reach the outer edges. Doing this is a very mindful practice. It opens neural pathways and it just helps your body to take a second to heal and regenerate. It's nice and it, it reduces anxiety big time. So give it a try. So let me, let me give you a couple more details here on mindfulness. Automatic mindfulness. Um, I want you to recall a time that you were so engaged in something that you lost track of time and you didn't notice anything else. Maybe it was the first time you held your newborn baby. I remember when my daughter was born, when they placed her in my arms, the whole world disappeared and I smelled her, I saw her eyes, I saw the details, the little tiny eyelashes, the tiny little hands with the tiny little fingernails, the way she made little cooing noises, her hair, her hair color, the texture of her hair, the color of her skin, the warmth of her holding her against me. It was magic and I didn't notice anything else around me in that moment. Or maybe imagine the first time you got your new video game, your new Xbox, your new PlayStation. You popped a game in and you <laughs> disappeared from the world. You lost track of time. You were so into it. You were so excited. And you were absorbing every detail of the game. And you were just mindful. Or think about your wedding day. How beautiful all the details were. And when you were up there getting ready to say your vows and seal the deal, the whole world faded into the distance and there was just you and your partner standing there. And it was magical. It was a mindful experience. Your entire being was so present in the experience. And that's what mindfulness is. Another example could be if you were ever involved in a scary car accident and you experienced that observation in slow motion. It's like time slowed down and it was just you trying to survive in the moment and everything w went away and you were just trying to do what you could to survive. You had a heightened awareness of every detail. You had a very heightened awareness and you were purposely focusing on every detail to survive. That was also automatic mindfulness. 
Think of how attentive you were to your experience. You remember it very vividly, right? In fact, so vividly that you probably have developed a phobia and driving on freeways is probably scary to you. And that's something that we can definitely work on. But in terms of mindfulness, the memory is vivid. People with PTSD who have experienced extreme traumatic situations or even mildly traumatic situations, that was a mindful experience as well. Every detail of that experience is ingrained in their brain. So I hope that, under, I hope that helps you to understand it better. Mindfulness is deliberate focus to detail, intentional mindfulness is a fantastic tool. So let's take a really quick break and then we'll finish up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thanks for hanging in there. Thank you for being mindful. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to practice mindfulness all week long. Let go of expectations. Do not judge yourself or others. Do not compare yourself to others or others to you. Utilize radical acceptance. Be in the moment. Pay attention to detail deliberately with every experience that you experienced this week. And please journal what it was like for you. And next week, we will explore meditation, which is a deeper mindful exercise. And meditation is also not some strange, exotic, mystical thing that only certain people can do. You can do it. Anybody can do it. And I will go into detail with that next week for all of you. So I hope that you have a very mindful week. And if you found this episode helpful, please hit the subscribe or favorite button and share it with your friends who you think it may be helpful for. If you're trying to be mindful and you think it would be helpful for your spouse who's experiencing a lot of stress, share it with your spouse and um, pass it on. Share it on social media. Thank you so much for tuning into your therapy tools. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day.